Greetings, and welcome back to Stories and Lies. I hope you've been enjoying the show so far, and wanted to say thank you for listening. You already know the drill, so I won't bore you, but check out our show notes for all the links to our stuff and ways to support us. Alright, please enjoy Painting Darkness, Episode 8. But you gotta take this along. The implications. So last time on uh, Painting Darkness, you guys navigated an encounter. It wasn't exactly a combat encounter, but somebody had attacked uh, Connie Dearborn and fled immediately after. You guys got back to where she was. You did a little bit of rudimentary first aid and brought her back to the boat and discovered that your boat had been sabotaged. You tried to reach out on, on radio and you haven't heard anything back. And as uh, Arjun um, went back into this sort of trance, uh, this clairvoyance trance, to try to understand what had happened to their boat, he witnessed somebody wearing all black gear, somebody that seemed to be from some kind of a private military or private security, um, one that none of you are really familiar with, but you have a sneaking suspicion might have something to do with Kronos, the environmental research company. And we come back on this loud, low rumble emanating from the island. One that you heard before after Eugene fired a gun. And you're hearing once again. And you see that Connie is fading. She's unconscious. She's still breathing, but she's, she's dying. What do you do? Mr. Fontaine, is there anything we can do for this woman? Fuck me. Um, Fred is going to search through his bag, look for everything. He doesn't have stimulants or anything fancy at all. He wasn't expecting any of this uh, at all, either. 
Um, he, he's gonna kind of look around and, and, and look and see, like, what's the distance to swim this? Like, it's, there's no way. Uh, pr- roughly two miles. There's no way. All right. Especially now it's carrying someone. No, we can't. I, um, I don't know. Uh, does Miss Dearborn carries a radio as well, right? She has, uh, like a, yeah, like, um, a shoulder radio, basically. Okay. I'll, I'll go and basically unhook the shoulder. I mean, this is like a shoulder speaker that's attached by a cord yep. to the radio in her belt. Exactly. I, I'll take that, the speaker part off. I'll turn the radio on. I'll listen really carefully. Do I hear any communications, conversations, anything? Just static. All right. And I'll try on her radio just for the hell of it, because I imagine that's a chance asking me if anyone is on this channel, please respond. Ranger in, in distress, please respond out. Actually, I think over is what I would say. I'm sorry. Release. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, we, we, we assume that you say the right radio jargon. All right, good. Um, and uh, you don't hear anything back. And ultimately, you know, it's probably just too far from anybody who would be out here um, who would be able to pick that up. Um, looking around the lake, are there any boats, airplanes, helicopters, any activity that we see? Uh, at this point, uh, no. Okay. Uh, I shake my head. Um, at, at this stage, we're, we're in late October. We're, um, what, near, uh, let's see, October 20th, October 21st, something like that. It's cold. You know, we're talking 40s. And there really aren't people out on the lake because partially because it's so cold or really on the island uh, you haven't seen anybody you haven't seen any other boats uh, Mr. Krantz is it, is it possible that we can repair this damage or somehow bypass the sabotage not not with what we have here it looks like I'm just guessing he knew what he was doing more than I do which means that, yeah I think we're going to need parts to fix this if you managed to find the part that was taken, you probably could. But it's obvious like there's a whole thing missing. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna need to either replace that part or find the one that was taken. Gentlemen, listen, we're we're, we're just gonna have to keep moving here. There's no other there's no other plan. Yeah. What do you, what do you what do you mean? Keep where would we go? Follow the ping of the uh, first research team. That that's what we're here for. And maybe on the way we cross. Whoever has the, the piece or we find another one, we find something workable to send a signal. But staying here by the shore, we could wait a long time. Yeah, maybe whoever sabotaged the boat still has the piece. And, and that was something we kind of glossed over that because I was describing what this guy looked like. Mm-hmm. But you did witness him basically get to your boat and sabotage it. And then, let's say, walk away with some component. You understand? We're going we're to have to push through. So we know that. And what we're going to do here... Uh, and Fred kind of turns towards uh, uh, Connie and looks uh, um, saddened. Let's be honest here. This is it for her. Well, she was shot by a, a submachine gun. Whoever brought a submachine gun here, it wasn't for hunting. They were they were there to kill whoever stepped foot on here or protect something. Well, I made a promise to her. I intend to, to keep it. But to how she died you sent messages on the radio who knows if it reached someone what i'd recommend is you toss that radio up in the lake i'll carry her her and drop her somewhere farther off maybe mix the trail a bit make it look like 
a freak hunting accident. And, and real quick, Fred, as you're kind of talking um, and you're going through this and you're you're glancing back and forth at Connie and you're, you know, with your alertness and with your, your you know, at least minor medical knowledge, you're keeping an eye and you're just making sure. And, and you just said, you know, that she had died. And in fact, she has at this point. You notice that she's no longer breathing. Oh, sh- shit. And as, as he's still, as, as he's talking, he, I think he said like, I'll drop her off. Like with, she is going to die. And then at the end of it, he just kind of looks back. Fuck me. Well, there it is, folks. You can check her pulse and yeah. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. We have to bear in mind the Rangers know that Miss Dearborn was with us and they provided us with their boat. Uh, they will recover this boat. I've also indicated that in broadcast that she was shot. Let's just do the best we can to be respectful for her remains. Um, wrap her up. Leave a note. So on the topic of the other rangers, Connie had come out with you every day for the last week. Um, so obviously she's coming out. She's she's going back home right every day. It got to a point where you all decided as a group, we need to go on the island and camp. And you guys don't know exactly what kind of conversation she might have had with the other rangers about what that looked like. You know, did she tell them that she was going to be on the island for a few days? Did she did she say one day, two days? Did she say five days? You're not quite sure, but that's a very good assumption that they know she's out here. They know that we have their boat. Surely they will they will at some point come looking, right? Uh, my, my suggestion is we document this. Um, we wrap her securely. We leave her on the boat. I, if we hide her body somewhere, I think we are um, creating more problems for us because it, it may look suspicious. Uh, let's keep it as is. Uh, I don't want to tamper with things any more than necessary. All right. Sounds uh, sound to me. Uh, we'll let them know, of course, we're looking for help. And um, we should also let um, our agency know what we're doing. Mr. Kransky, you sent a coded message. We have to keep uh, we have to keep them informed as well. Uh, back to home base. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Um, what is y'all's SIGINT signals intelligence? Ooh, zero. 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 Oh, yep. So no, no, we can't. We could try. Secret message with capital letters that spell out something. Yeah. Replace all the E's with threes. They'll never know. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'd um, I'd like to get out of here. Let's let's wrap this up and and go back to fuck home. We can't get off this island. No, no, we're gonna have to solve what we're here for and and, and find the fucking team that went here and and and. Figure it out as we go. And get our part back. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, we do have a mission. We should take care of it. As we move along, keep your heads up, eyes sharp, watch your backs. For all, you know, for all we know, we're being hunted here. So, what do you do with Connie? Hmm. I'd like to, if we can get an emergency blanket, basically bundle her up, wrap her up good, so she, you know, so she's secure... And then document, just simply, you know, she was shot, unknown assailant, brought her to boat, tried to call for help. Boat is clearly sabotaged, looking for a way off island, doing our best. And then 
uh, should we should we sign hugs and kisses, Arjun? Yeah, like well, X's and O's, X's and O's, X's yeah, and O's. Right. You know, but I think he, I think he put his name down, Arjun. Yeah, and then maybe that little post at the bottom. You know, we we are extremely sorry for this. We couldn't help her. We tried. Do we roll for Sam? Yes, that's a great question. Damn. Yeah. All right. All right. Even after a firefight, like. You didn't see her get shot. You did see the blood. But yeah, why don't you just roll for sand for this whole situation? The shock has started to subdue. Yeah. She died like right next to, to us. Oh, zero six. This doesn't bother me that much. All right. Ooh. You take you take one anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. 18 success. All right. You also take one. 54. This is a failure. That's a failure? This, this is violence, right? I don't think it would matter. <laughs> It is violence. What What is your sand? 50. 50. Okay. You are going to take, oh God, six. Oh. Sand. Ouch. That was a 1d6. This dude does not did not sign up for this. By the way, I am at two X's for violence now. One more. One more. We'll get you there. It's all part of the mission. <laughs> okay. So you guys wrap her up in this, this emergency blanket. Um, you kind of keep her somewhere comfortable, so to speak. Um, you add this note and grab your gear and head out. Yeah, let's get as much as we can reasonably carry. Yep. Yep. How did the you two of you feel about that cave? Is that a very secure sleeping location for us? Fuck no. What? Where else is a better idea for us to sleep? Anywhere but there. I mean, that's one of the places that the enemy knows about, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm calling it the enemy because they open fire. Eugene, that's a that's a great point. Of all the places there, would it was this this guy watching over it? Was he protecting it? There or us? Was he following you? Yeah, uh, one or the other. Was it happenstance? I remember Miss Dearborn saying that she shot at him first, which doesn't surprise me given the way that she's kind of a hothead. She said that he was coming towards her with a gun drawn, and so she fired and basically in self-defense hmm. presume self-defense which is not smart number one that's that's not something that she should have done but that was what she did I mean, she's probably in a pretty panicked state after coming out here yeah for so many days with us it's just that cave it makes me feel like it's a secure location at least it only has two entrances we could secure uh so if we were to sleep somewhere uh, that's i worry about these things um, it could be Arjun, there was a necklace in there that allowed me to understand animals. Hmm. That could be of great use to us, especially in finding this Norris character. Sure. But in terms of sleeping, not so much. Right. We may just um, go on very little sleep. Uh, what time is it? Hmm. Noon? Oh, we got time. All right. Let's fuel, let's fuel up. Let's get our, our carbs and our energy bars and our beef jerky and our water, and then let's, let's hoof it. Let's charge true, gentlemen. All right, so you get your stuff, you have a little, you have a little snack, and then you pack up your things and um, head back out onto this island once again, retreading some of your steps. And you can see, again, you see those footprints that you had seen when you landed earlier this morning, and you think, like, motherfucker, that's... He was watching us. He knew... You know, as you see, like, whoever this guy was. Yeah. Can we find his prints? 
You found prints. You're not quite sure whose they are, but you found prints when you first landed on the island. He had those kind of combat boots. Yes. Got to be distinctive that we can. That's right. For. Absolutely. Oh, can man. Can we search for this guy's prints? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can even, um, if you want, we'll say, you know, it takes uh, at this point because you've been there before. You may be going at a faster clip. You're alert. You're you're looking around. How stealthy are you trying to be? Nah. I don't think I, I don't think I'm being very stealthy. And if if I'm if I'm not being stealthy, is that much point in anybody else being stealthy? Everybody got guns out. Yeah, I got yeah, I got the shotgun out. Yep, same. Okay, sounds good. How about Eugene? Um, Eugene suffered a little bit, so he's just walking with the cave pistol still in the holster. He didn't grab any other weapons. You lost six in one go. Yeah. Plus, this is a lot of walking on a limp, like. Yeah. Is, isn't that temporary insanity? Oh my god, you're right. That's over five. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, so we get to do something fun. And I didn't know about that. Uh-oh. Wes, grab a D6. A D6, okay. And and so, and, and we'll say that this, this sets in as you guys are getting back onto the island. So there's three options, and you're going to weight or weigh those options. Um, as to which you think is most likely for Eugene and least likely for Eugene. Fight, flight, or freeze. Which one of those do you think is most likely for Eugene to do in reaction to experiencing Connie's death and the trauma of what you're undergoing right now? Freeze. Okay, that's most likely. And then how about least likely? Flight. Like, because running has no logical value here. Okay. Where's he going to run to? Okay, so um, what you're going to do is you're going to roll a d6. One, two, and three are going to be freeze. Four and five are going to be fight. And six is going to be flee or uh, flight. Okay, I got a two. Okay, I imagine when Eugene steps foot back on this island and you see the, you know, this kind of endless nature unfurl in front of you, knowing now kind of what lies deeper in, there's an apprehension there. There's a fear associated with what's going on. And, and he kind of stops as the others continue moving forward. But you, you tell me, what is Eugene thinking? What's he doing in this moment as you guys enter the island again? Um, more like uh, he's feeling defeated. Like it was pointless that she got killed. Like they really haven't <clears throat> made any progress on the goal or anything. So it's very like depressed and heavy feeling of senseless loss of life is what I feel like he would be experiencing. What does he, what does he say? If he says anything? Probably not much. Like he doesn't know Fred super well and he knows uh, Arjun a little better, but it's not like he's a talkative person, right? What he really wants to do is just sit down and fish, but he can't sit down and fish. Not right now. Yeah, right. And Fred and Arjun, as you guys continue walking, you you notice um, Eugene's lagging behind. What do you guys do in response? Um, Mr. Kranz, are you all, all right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. It's just it's so fucking pointless sometimes. What, what do you mean by that? Just, I don't know, humans dying and us... Like, what are we accomplishing? Are we actually doing any good here? Are we just doing what we were told again and people are suffering for it? We haven't finished our task. Who knows if we will accomplish something good or not, but 
We all die, Mr. Kratz. The one inevitable. It is inevitable. It is not a stranger to our existence or to human existence. Her death uh, perhaps is mistimed and unnecessary, but it is not surprising. No, it's not. Listen, Eugene, she joined us and we didn't know. Now we know. And look, this is, this is all random. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It could have been me, it could have been you, it could have been Arjun. What matters now is that we finish the mission and we get the fuck out of here. We're not going to survive if we don't. Or, or we're not going to make it out of here if we don't find that piece back. I just realized something. I think Arjun would probably have to would probably say a prayer over her. I, I apologize. I just came to my mind. Sure. He probably would do there's something he would say. Yeah. A, a right that he would give to her to be to be respectful and to put her soul at peace. And I, I think he would do that. I think that was within his beliefs and culture system. So. Yeah. I think he'll very not to make a big show out of it. He'll just go over, you know, and very quietly and very peacefully uh, you know, give the proper prayer and. Um, send off that he would do with his custom and religion, you know, so she, her soul is at peace, you know, and say the words he needs to say and then be done with it, you know, and step away from the boat. Yep. Now, Eugene, we're going to need you to follow along here. You understand? Yeah. Look, Arjun and I, we're as sharp as cue balls huh. in terms of environment and all that stuff. You're the brains here. We're not very sharp. I think that's what he meant to say. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. A cue ball doesn't have any angles, does it? So we need you. We need you to keep following. Eugene, like, rolls his eyes at y'all. Like, actually rolls his eyes at the cue ball comment. <laughs> but just starts limping down the path that we have to go down. Like, pretty stoic about it, but still obviously took a hit. There you go. Rolling eyes is already a more emotion than you were showing a couple of minutes ago. And literally took a hit. If you remember when he fell down the hole, I think he lost a hit point. Yep. Yeah, Eugene has been going through it. Eugene's been through, yeah. This this morning in the last few hours has been pretty rough. But he got to talk to a fish, which is like... That's true. Like, that's a big counter on the, on the other side, other column. With the prospect of being able to talk to more animals. So let's let's track down the, this guy's boots. Let's see if we can track this guy down. So you guys, um, after, you know, not a terribly long time, you're able to get back to that, that hole. Um, if you head back that way, sort of last known location of this guy and see the, the footprints from there. And you can, um, you know, you can, as you stop by here, you see the tree where, um, Connie was slumped against, you see the blood, you see the hole in the ground and your, your rope, unless you guys pulled that back up. I assumed you left it. Yeah. Good just because of the chaos of the situation, but you find the footprints and you can start following them. They head North. And as you're doing so, you're, you're not being particularly stealthy as you mentioned, but you are being very alert. Um, you've, you know, a couple of you have your guns out. You're being very cautious walking through, you know, doing, doing the thing, right. Checking your corners, all that kind of stuff. And you, um, you continue for, for a while. And, after a while, the footprints sort of start to fade, but then you pick them back up again and, you know, you keep on them for a bit. They head west a little and then they start to fade because we're dealing with just leaves uh, and then you pick them up again. And, and it's like that for a little while as you're moving through the the forest and every once in a while when they disappear, you have to stop and scout around a little bit and then you pick them up and can keep following. And 
uh, eventually you just lose them and you're not sure where they are. But you're now very deep into the island. We'll say at this point, it's been several hours. You know, it's, is it okay if I say 4 p.m., 5 p.m.? Let's do it. So it's, it's getting on to evening. It's been a full day. Yeah. But you're now at a place in the island where you haven't been before. You're, you, you've, you've penetrated pretty far into it. And I would say one thing that probably occurs to all of you at some point is, let's check that radio again. All right, so I'll look to Mr. Krantz and let him do his radio again. Yeah, and unpack it and set it up, kind of look at the book and do all the triangulation math and see if we're getting, if we can pinpoint the signal yet. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I need to pull out our map. So if you see on the map, if you guys are looking at the map, where the text Mont de Babel is, Mm -hmm. you guys are like right at the E in, in Babel. Okay. And you're, you're into the mountains at this point. You're not, you're not really quite on the main mountain. Um, but this is, this is the range. This is the thing, right? Right. And you, uh, you see that your sort of triangulations and, and with this new data, bring it down to a pretty, a pretty tight area. Um, that's relatively close by. It's within a couple of kilometers, still more Northwest. It's still to the Northwest, the signal. Okay. Yes, north northwest of where you are. Yep. Okay. If you guys keep going, you know you you don't see the footprints uh, at this point, but after a little bit of time, maybe another half hour, or maybe not even a half hour, you come to an area where you see sort of this this cliff that has kind of a a switchback trail. It goes up one way and comes back around the other way and disappears around a corner. Um, and you find uh, footprints that seem to be leading up, but they're different footprints. And there's a couple sets, but they're faint. They look like they've been there for a while, maybe days. How many different sets of footprints are we talking about? In this case, three. I thought so. Just, just look at the, look at the others and just sort of nod my head. Yep, Fred just does a thumbs up. So do you guys follow up up the... Up the little trail. I think I want to take just one moment to look around before we go. Just kind of absorb the the area, make sure nobody's looking at us in the distance. There's no one spying us from the top of this mountain. Uh, no, no one hiding in the trees around us. No yep. uh, two-headed monsters lurking or whatever. You guys are pretty high up. You know, the only thing around you that's immediately higher is going to be this, this cliff and whatever's on top of it. There's a plateau up there or obviously more mountain, but, uh, you can look around and you don't, you don't see anything immediately. Um, you don't, you don't hear anything as you sit and listen, you know, anything in the trees or around you. Well, that's the best location we're going to ever find on this island. We, we should go. One thing I'll mention as you're, as you're getting this deep into the island, what's y'all's alertness? We got what? 50 for, or 60 for Fred or 50, 50, 50. And then the other two are at 40. I'm at 40. Okay. 60. 60. Okay. So Eugene would definitely notice this. I think Fred might, might pick up on it too, a little bit subconsciously, but Eugene would definitely notice, especially with his background in, in nature stuff, you know, that, that the, the plants um, around you in the foliage and the trees seem to have changed a little bit. It almost feels like you've walked into a different biome. Okay. Yes, it is still autumn 
Uh, but you're, you're seeing green leaves in some cases on deciduous trees. You're seeing the leaves are, are in some cases much bigger, much more vibrant in color. You see fruits on some bushes and, and they appear to be ripe and, and full of life. Everything is very lush, far more lush than you would expect for this time of year and this cold. Yeah, it's still actually cold outside. Not Definitely not fruit time. Right, exactly. I would point that out if they weren't noticing. Yeah, when you point that out, it's fairly obvious to the other two of you after you stop and think about it for a second. You guys have been pretty honed in, but as you're, as you're kind of, okay, hang on, I think we've got a lead kind of take a breath, stop, look around. And and as you do that, you realize it's, this looks like a different place than the forests you've been in all day. And you're not quite sure when that started. Do we hear like all the songbirds and stuff that like spring noises instead of fall noises, I guess you do. You, you hear a variety of different birds. I don't know that I would necessarily say spring noises. Um, they, they do still seem pretty, normal um but there seem that there are maybe more of them um and that they're a little bit louder okay hmm. very odd guys it doesn't going this far doesn't usually change something this big we shouldn't this environment no longer makes sense to me we, we haven't gone that far just a few kilometers exactly mm-hmm. and even so this is not typical of this time of year even for any biome. And as you stop and you're, you're talking about this and you're thinking about this, something else catches your eye or, or rather catches your nose. There's sort of an aroma in the air and you can't quite place it. it seems kind of sweet, but then maybe a little bit like salty or, or very earthy. And you're, you're like, what is that? And you, you start to kind of navigate with your nose, smell, smell the air around you, smell the plants around you. You can, you can, the, the aromas, the odors that are coming off of these plants actually seem a lot stronger than they are normally, and in some cases different than they would normally be. Y'all smell this? Um, uh, this sweet-smelling flowers, I, is this unusual? These don't smell like this usually, not in, not in fall. Not in October, for sure. No. And they don't- Can I get a sanity roll from everybody? <laughs> I'm sure I just finally Arjun understands that this is anything weird, but he'll he'll roll as well. It just seems a little bit out of place. All right, I, I failed that roll. Okay, uh, just take one. Okay, I did not thirty. Uh, success eighteen. Okay, those are both zero. You don't take any sand damage. Okay. Okay, this place is un is unnatural. I was gonna say it wasn't uh, helplessness or violence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think Arjun because he he. He failed that role. He's going to start feeling it like this place is is wrong. And I don't know why. Well, they might be just subspecies of plants that aren't very common. No. There's something wrong about this place. 60 in biology says no. Yeah. Yeah, I figured as much. Like Eugene would be very adamant about this is not a natural occurrence and completely agree, Arjun, that this is... Is there any structures I can see? Um, and he's at this point. I'm sure the answer is no. But Arjun's going to look for pillars and stones and monoliths and ancient structures. You know that might mark an area that is for rituals or for summonings. 
and it, I'm sure there isn't any, but that's what he's going to start thinking in his mind. Mm-hmm. He starts looking around much more carefully at all the rocks and the cliffs. And is there a cave nearby? You know, are there old fire pits? You know, what's so he's going to start examining this area even further. Absolutely. Um, and so you don't find any structures per se, but as you're doing that, and maybe you're walking up to the cliff edge and, and you're looking very closely at the stone, you do spot something a little strange. You spot a symbol that seems to be fairly lightly etched into the stone. Almost at first you think, is that just natural scratching of the stone? It appears to be a five pointed star. Okay, I know I know better. <laughs> with curved edges mm-hmm. and some kind of an eye or a flame in the middle. All right. Does Arju know what that is? Or should I roll for it? <laughs> uh, what's your unnatural? Unnatural is, where is it again? Uh, it's it's 10. Uh, why don't you roll it? Okay. Yeah, 50. No. Okay. That's okay. All right. But he'll motion to the others and show them what he's found. Now... Here's the question. Has Fred seen it before? I think he has, right? Yes. Yes. He walks up to the strange sign, grabs his shotgun and shoots it. Oh! All right. Um, the stone kind of splinters. Buckshot or slug? <laughs> Whatever he's got in his gun. Okay. Just kind of looks at it as, as a weird expression of, of, of like, his, his, his traits are kind of, like, contorted of, of just... It's not anger, nor... It, it's just... It looks off. And he just angrily walks on, like walks up to it, puts his shotgun right next to the surface, and fires off. Yeah, and and you destroy it, as far as you can tell. There, Mr. Mr. Fontaine, what, what was what was the meaning of that uh, that symbol? It's I'm 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 not familiar with it. Fuck it, nothing good. Let's keep moving. It must denote something about this area, though. It it means something. There, there must be something here. Uh, I'll keep looking further into the cliffs and the walls. Is there a cave? Is there rocks that are blocking a passageway? Is there? He starts just searching around. Yeah, there is a cave. Oh, sh- Up on this path, the direction that those footsteps have been going, you see kind of just, you just see the edge of it as, as the cliff wraps around beyond this, this wall. You see what appears to be maybe the opening of a cave. I, I just point up there and look at the other two. Well, they definitely know we're here now. So if we're going in there, we need to be careful. Trust me, we, it, it would have been, it's it's better that I shot it, that it's not there anymore. You understand? Sure. It's, he's, it's correct. We, uh, our position is to remove these things. They offend. That's fine. Uh, but they know we're here. Let's move quickly. Yeah. Where do you move? Let's go up. Yep. Okay. You uh, start walking up and it, it gets narrow um, and you have to kind of walk uh, walk carefully as you get uh, up this, this path that kind of winds around and you end up at the mouth of a cave and you can see, if you look into it, deeper into the cave, you see a variety of things. You see tents. You see what appears to be maybe uh, a box. It looks a lot like your radio. Ah. You see canisters. You see bags. You see a small impromptu table. You see all kinds of things that are very clear hallmarks of Alpha Squad's camp. But you don't see any people. 
Right, let's search. Yep. One one of us needs to stay on guard here. Like, somebody needs to stay alert. I'll, I'll stay at the mouth of the cave and kind of try to watch the path and the inside of the cave at the same time. Okay. I'll, I'll begin searching. Okay, give me a search roll. Likewise. Eugene, give me an alertness roll. And Fred, go ahead and do search as well. So my search is 19, which is a success. Uh, my search is 50, and I got 47. So success as well. 69 over 60. So fail. <laughs> 69. So, Eugene, you're, you're keeping guard, and, and really all you can see from here is just trees. Um, you can see down quite a ways into different areas, but you don't see any people. Arjun and Fred are searching this camp, and you see all kinds of things that you would expect to see in a place like this. It seems like it's been fairly disguised almost like it's it's trying to blend into the the browns and grays of this cave you can see what appears to be maybe a pit for a small fire that's kind of if you know we're, we're talking you're you're in the cave a little ways and it bends around to the other edge um that maybe they were having a fire inside this cave at some point which you guys probably know is is not a very smart thing to do mm-hmm. um in some in some situations the other thing you notice about it is that it, it looks very messy Either like it's been left in a hurry or you would almost say ransacked, but it doesn't really look like it's been ransacked. It just looks like, I mean, stuff is knocked over, you know, um, the tent doors are half unzipped in some cases. Um, Bags are just laying discarded and opened and you find a variety of supplies. So let me read you off what you find here. You find uh, two Polaroid cameras that are next to uh, a stack of pictures, a stack of Polaroids. You find a variety of little vials that seem to contain different... that seem to contain water. Uh, they're all labeled with different markings as far as, like, you think maybe distance or some other indication of where they were taken from. You also find samples of soil and different plants that have been packed into, you know, small bags and uh, and jars that have also been labeled with a similar system. You find testing kits that look very similar to what you have as far as water, uh, radiometry equipment, all that kind of stuff. And next to the radiometry equipment is basically a, a piece of paper that's got some notes on it. And it basically just says, like still nothing you know there's there's notes that kind of describes looking at different places trying to test different things and not finding any signs of unusual radiation there are some food rations there's some trash travel kits with some extra changes of clothes backpacks with supplies that kind of thing and then you find tapes October 7th, 1400 hours. We made land on the island about a half hour ago. Water didn't give us too much trouble, but some of the sandbars were a little close. A little close? We got stuck, Damien. We made our way inland and parked it for the day. Planning to move further in and set up camp before sundown. Over and out. October 7th, 1700 hours. We found a nice valley and settled in for a bit. About two kilometers from the shore. It's kind of cozy. It's cramped, not cozy, Cassandra. Harvey, will you settle down? 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just stressed, that's all. I'm, uh, I'm a people person, not an outdoorsman. Our plan is to scout a bit tonight, get the lay of the land, and then plan a course further inland. So far, everything's pretty routine. Uh, normal floor, at least. Haven't seen many animals yet, uh, except the birds. We'll check in tomorrow. Over and out. Hey, I wanted to say that. October 8th, 18, uh, 1815. Pretty good day, all things considered. Continued to make our way inland, made it about 10 kilometers. Stopped to take soil samples and measure the environment. Radiometry looks normal. Water is pretty clean. All signs point to no pollution. For what it's worth, we almost had a run-in with someone this afternoon. Probably a hiker or something. White male, wearing a white coat. Kind of a funny sight for the woods. Disappeared before we got too close. Yeah, it looked kind of like a lab coat. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Over and... You want to say it? Over and out. October 9th, 1245. Damien is scouting, but I, I wanted to chime in and let you know we found them small building inside a valley. But I, I thought you said there were no structures on this island. Saw a few people going in and out, but mostly Harvey and I have been trying to stay out of sight. Damien went to see if he could get a head count. Over and out. October 9th. Oh, um, I guess October 10th now. Zero hundred hours. Damien got back a little bit ago, but he seems fried. Didn't say a ton before crashing, but he did mention eight people total. Three guns. And he found a covert spot above them that we can use. We'll be moving there tonight, if he wakes up soon. Otherwise, tomorrow. It sounds like whatever's going on here, they're trying to keep it hush-hush. Oh, by the way, while we're looking around this morning, I found a, a small cave that seemed to be almost perfectly preserved. Evidence of culture. I think the stories were right. There were people here a long time ago. There are signs of fire charring on the roof of the cave, and I even found what looks like some sort of artifact. It's like a spike. It's made of bone and carved with all sorts of weird stuff. Meanwhile, I took some soil samples on the area. It seems like things are still normal, but there was an unusually high concentration of carbon and nutrients. Water still seems fine here. Uh, we took the opportunity to top off our canteens. Not sure how long this will last. Uh, over and out, I suppose? October 10th, 1830. We moved. Found a, found a cave above these guys. Been watching them all day. Harvey and Cassandra are out to the north, doing some science shit. Harvey's been coveting this precious bone he found. Weird shit. I, I, I don't know, man. I got a bad feeling about it, but I guess it's just a bone. He keeps saying it has genuine scientific significance. <laughs> I've been keeping their asses safe, that's what I know. I got a good idea of how these people move. They've gotten shifts a few times a day. Two separate groups. White coats, always accompanied by one gun. These fuckers are packing heat, too. Oh, Submachine guns of some kind. <sighs> Wish I'd been a bit more prepared, Lane. Hunting rifles ain't worth a shit. <sighs> Maybe from afar, sure. But I'd rather we stay hidden. They keep bringing stuff into their little box. Hauling shit out, too. Uh, cardboard totes. I, I'm not sure what or where it's going. 
yet. There was a point this morning where everyone except one person left the box. A white guy, long hair, he stayed behind. They were gone for nearly half an hour. Two groups went in opposite directions. Gonna watch again tomorrow morning. If they split up like that again, well, <laughs> we're gonna pay him a little visit. Say hello. Gone are the days when I was young. All was a garden then. The stars I looked upon are behind us now. But they will come around again You'll be as old as I am now And dust returns